Well, here we are. It's been a while doing a podcast. <laughs> it has been a while. Long, um, long while. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> it's kind of one of those things when the one thing people don't tell you when you start a podcast is that if you don't have time or don't do podcasts, you will feel guilty. Like every day I think, oh God, I got to do a podcast. Oh, I got to do a podcast. Oh, I got to do a podcast. Because it just feels like you're disappointing people. <laughs> do yeah. you feel like that? Mm. No, because you don't think about it. Mm. No. I'm thinking about other things. Just- this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Time of year. Well. Besides podcasts. But we we do have a lot to talk about, because we've done quite a bit. We've uh, got a lot to talk about, actually. We do. Especially with this, well, what we're going to talk about today. We put a question out yesterday. Mm-hmm. And the lion's share of the um, responses were people wanting to know about CBD. Yep. So we are going to do a CBD question podcast today where we're going to answer questions that you asked about it. And that is because we have our own supplement line now. I'm going to call it that because currently we have two CBD products. And if you've followed us and you've taken the CBD that we were selling in the past, you know that this is something we've been doing now for over a year. Um, We had a transition this year, the beginning of this year, where we decided we needed to change manufacturer. We needed to change the formula a little bit. And um, I have gotten some questions about that. What happened to the Bent Herbalist product? And first, I would like to say that... The Bent Herbalist product is still around. It's just sold here locally by our friend Matt, um, who was on podcast number 74. We do owe a lot to Matt um, because he really launched this for us on this podcast, CBD, and we still refer to Matt as the expert, (laughs) right? I do Mm -hmm. not by any means call myself a CBD hemp cannabis expert. Um, I was introduced to this during work a few years ago for myself to help with pain and inflammation, which I had amazing results with. And then when I was introduced to Matt uh, a year ago to have him on the podcast to talk about this, um, I realized how much I didn't know about it and the pharmacokinetics of it. Um, 
how it can benefit people. And if you haven't listened to that podcast number 74, go back and listen to that. We also did a, a, po- a follow-up podcast with him on questions. And um, so, yeah, we, we, wanted to, we wanted to sell. When we learned more about CBD, we knew that we wanted to, one was to help Matt out because he had a great product and get it out there for folks. And so we took on the job of trying to sell it online, which once we started that, we realized why Matt had never done it. <laughs> it is a, a strange market right now. And, and even from a year ago, it's much easier, um, but it's still difficult. It's not, most people think, oh yeah, there's all these CBD companies out there. It just must be so easy to just sell CBD online. Actually, it's not. It's very difficult. Uh, the regulations right now uh, make it very hard to, one, get merchant processing. Um, the regulations for websites, the banks require um, basically that you say absolutely nothing about what it can do for you. Uh, I guess you can say stuff, but you have to talk around things, um, which can be very difficult to do when you're in the medical establishment and you're trying to talk about actually helping people with certain conditions. Talking around stuff is sort of weird. Um, but we came up against those roadblocks in the very beginning when we were selling the Bent Herbalist. And because our community is so amazing, we were able to continue to sell online without even having a merchant processor because we could mm-hmm. not get it. They were only giving like Visa and MasterCard um, payment you know, options to the big companies. So when we talk about big companies, I mean, I'll use Charlotte's Web. They're probably the biggest in the country. They, the Stanley Brothers have, they really are the ones who put CBD on the map in, in the U.S. They have a farm, you know, they are Colorado farmers, basically. And they created CBD for Charlotte, who was kind of, she was their muse, I guess, and her, her epileptic condition that she had. And, and they did, they've done wondrous things. So, but if you, if you didn't have something like a Charlotte's web business, you were not going to get credit card processing. So our community stepped up. You guys wanted the product. We sold it. Uh, We were able to keep that going through the end of last year. And then uh, Matt's manufacturing company split up and that made it difficult for us to get product. Uh, Matt has a amazing product. And like I said, he knows his stuff. So we had to go with basically a different manufacturer. But if you take Bent Herbalist and you love Bent Herbalist, you can contact Matt. If you go to bentherbalist.com, send him an email or whatever. And, um, you know, we, we don't want to deter business away from him because we really owe him everything when it comes to this. So I've gotten questions about that. What happened? What What's this? And it's nothing um, <clears throat> bad that happened. No bad feelings. Nothing. It's just for us, we wanted to sell more product and we were not going to be able to do that unless we took on the entire manufacturing process, which financially just was not something that we were willing to do at this time. So that's kind of the backstory of where we started. And now um, with, you know, gosh, what is it, August right now? Mm-hmm. Eight months pretty much of solid work to develop this, to get products that we trust, um, to put a website together, to get the merchant processing, to go through all the steps that are required in order to sell CBD legally. We've done that. So that's 
our product now is called Stealthy Nutrition CBD. We picked Stealthy Nutrition because we want to sell other things besides just CBD, right? We, our plan is to start launching um, products very specific to certain things. So one of our big topics that we like to talk about is inflammation, um, immunity, overall kind of gut health, these things that are really foundational. Um, and so we are going to be coming out with a line of products and CBD which just happens to be the first one. So we got a lot of questions about CBD and those are what we're going to answer today. Yep. So that's the backstory. <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot of questions too. Yep. Um, all right. Do we want to start... Just wherever with the questions. Do you have anything you want to say? <laughs> so first, let, okay, I, I think first you should tell people, um, and we can do this on the podcast. So here's the deal. On the website, I cannot make medical claims, and I will try not to, to make overt medical claims here, but I do want to talk about the things that it helps because we can do that on this podcast. We have the rights and the, to do that here. So this is, should be where we, we can talk about that. Um. And I was taking CBD for a long time before you were taking CBD. And I think that was because you, you didn't really have a lot of pain. Pain has never been one of your big issues. It was always one of my big issues. So that's really why I started taking it. And then you began taking the Ben Herbalist product and maybe share with everybody what it is about it that you like, the, the products that we're selling now. So uh, for, for me, I think... You know, obviously getting older, talk about the getting older all the time. And, uh, you know, as the years get on and we, I personally try to do these really big extended trips, um, you know, I'm always looking for ways to feel better quicker, recover faster and not have pain. I know that, you know, when I'm hunting, uh, opportunities are that's everything. Opportunities, opportunities. You look for every single one that you can get. So, um, trying to plan out my trips there, they always, I always try to go for 10 day trips, um, for a variety of reasons. Well, you know, if for folks that have spent significant amount of time on the mountain, usually a few days in and you're kind of feeling a little worn down, a little tired. And so, you know, for the longest time, I've been trying to figure out how to feel good on uh, the last day, the 10th day, as I did going in on the first day. So, you know, we've done a lot with food, uh, cutting sugars out, talked about that a lot, um, trying to source like, you know, uninflammatory foods, uh, minus coffee, because coffee's always going to be there. But um, looking, looking for ways to... Um, recover quicker, uh, knock down inflammation. Uh, and you know, these, these are kind of what's going to keep me on the mountain longer and, and also help me feel better at the end of a trip going into another trip. Um, I'm fortunate that I get to do quite a few hunts every year in the fall and, uh, I guess also in the spring now. Um, and so, you know, you have to recover fast. You're just not up to snuff on the next trip that's consecutive. So in doing that, you know, I've, I've, I've heard about CBD for the longest time or I had, and it took me a while because, you know, 
there's like a, a little bit of a stigma, I guess, with CBD. Not under, when you don't understand it. I know. I remember when I first started talking about it, folks were like, "Oh, you know, drugs and hunting should not mix." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, I agree. I couldn't agree more." Um, I don't even drink alcohol, so uh, I'm not. I'm not for any anything that's mind altering in any way. Uh, but I, I had I found myself explaining what CBD was, which you know it took me a while to learn too, through uh, through you. And then once I understood it and realized, you know, I'd heard anecdotally like what what it's done for others, and you know, we've we've been hearing for years on, on some of the good effects that it's had. I decided to start taking it. So, um, you know, I can't say that I've, like you said, I, I don't have pain. I don't have sleep issues. I don't have anxiety. Um, but what I do have or, you know, have had in the past is tightness in joints, uh, inflammation after big trips, packing out heavy loads, packing in lo- heavy loads. Um, you know, you just beat yourself up doing these things that a lot of us do. So, uh, how do you get around that and not feeling like crap when you come off the hill or, you know, just not feeling like you're broken human at the end of a season? It's, it's, you know, you got to get smart, especially as you age, you got to start thinking about what are the things that can help kill the inflammation a little bit, um, not have, potential for overuse injuries you know that's usually what gets you when you do something that you're passionate about whether it's long distance running or just even shooting your bow a lot overuse injuries are are something that'll creep up on you over time uh if your joints are always inflamed uh tends to bite you in the long run so i want to kind of nip that in the bud early and i've been super fortunate like i said to not have um injuries or pain and uh except for after a trip so um i started taking it after i'd learned quite a bit about it realized it's not you know the boogeyman that a lot of people think it is and so i've been taking it for a while and um no it's worked wonders for me i i i take uh I started off, you know, I used to take like 120 milligram cap mm-hmm. a day and now I take significantly more. I I haven't had any ill effects taking more and uh, I've only seen better effects for me. But I do know also everybody's different. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody metabolizes this stuff so, so differently. But no, I'm a huge fan because now, like I said, people ask, what do you feel like today versus... 10 years ago. In mm-hmm. fact, that was one of the questions I saw on there. Um, way better today than I did 10 years ago. Uh, I've talked about like when I hit 37, 38, I started, um, seeing like some, some effects where it was taking me so long to recover at the end of a, a long season that I was like, man, looks like I hit that, that wall where I am getting old. Um, but really all it was, was, you know, I had a good diet, but it wasn't the absolute best. I could clean it up, yeah. clean that up. And, uh, you know, what am I? 46 now? I'm 46 now. You're 47, aren't you? 
Thanks, Ben. Yeah. I am. So I'm younger than you. Um, <laughs> and I'm getting younger because <laughs> of CBD. <laughs> but, you know. It's de-aging. I think, uh, I think CBD, for me, it's just one of the pieces to uh, make your, or help yourself extend what you want to do. Feel young, not feel inflamed, not feel so sore. And honestly, like 100%. Honestly, I don't come back from trips sore. I don't take long hikes and come back sore. I don't get exhausted. Um, usually, you know, and it sounds cliche and a lot of people don't believe it, but I feel as good on the end of a trip and the end of a season as I did going into the season or into a trip. And I'm 46 bloody years old, so... That says something that there's definitely something to diet and taking certain supplements that are specific to what I do, which is kind of abuse the body on the mountain with heavy loads. So between, um, you know, taking CBD and that I feel is probably the biggest change I've had in the last couple of years that's really helped. Um, yeah, feeling really, really good for my age. And I can honestly say, mm -hmm. no lie, I feel better today than I did 10 years ago um, because I don't have soreness during the trip, after the trip. Um, it's just not there. So uh, that's kind of my reasoning for why I take it. I, I am super fortunate. I don't have a lot of other issues, you know, pains, aches, like I said, the anxieties or, um, you know, things like that, that a lot of people take this for. Um, but through Matt, you know, I've learned quite a bit through Matt and it's, it really is and should be, or can be treated as just kind of like a daily vitamin, mm -hmm. you know, just helps so many things in your body. So, um, I'm, I'm, hook, line, and sinker and just take it every day. Um, right now I'm taking about 50 milligrams with two caps. Yeah. You daily. take a, you take a pretty high dose actually. Mm -hmm. I, and then I actually up that. it, you know, so I'll, I'll go twice that now on during the trip. Um, but then, you know, prior to in the off season, it's not really an off season anymore, but it's, uh, you know, I, I do take a significant amount now mm -hmm. um, because I haven't seen any ill effects and I have access to it. It is expensive. Maybe I wouldn't be taking mm -hmm. as much if, if we didn't have access to it through our manufacturing. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I had good effects at 20 milligrams a day, but um, I'm now taking 50 and not seeing any anything, gut issues, none of that. And like I said, I just feel really good going into a season and um, I don't have to worry about fatigue, uh, getting tired from achy muscles. Um, you know, that, that line about no, it's, uh, what do we say? It's like no basin too deep, no hill too steep. Mm -hmm. Um, when your body feels good, like throughout, what if you come across that giant basin at day eight mm -hmm. and there's your opportunity, you got that one chance and you just go for it. Well, if your body's feeling kind of beat down, you got some soreness, you're tired, you're fatigued, you may question, well, if I go down there and I don't get it, well, was it worth it? Um, 
I think that attitude is going to cost you and you're not going to be as consistently successful. So I want to make sure that I am fresh and always willing to go wherever it takes to, uh, to get an opportunity. So mm-hmm. that's, that's why. And we, um, <clears throat> we did the bear summit at the beginning of July and we went into the back country for f- three, four days and we hiked like over 30 miles which for a lot of guys that hunt and do what you do, that's not very much, right? <laughs> like you might do that in two days or even, I don't know, a day if you had to. But for me, I am not used to doing that many mo- mountain miles, like up and down and shale and rocks. And, you know, it was um, it was hard for me. And I was taking the CBD every day. Um, I take like one twenty-five milligram cap a day. And... I I really had very little pain when we were done with that because my typical pattern is, so unlike you, m- my thing is pain, like back pain and hip pain, which I've talked about before on the show. Um, and I typically carrying a backpack like that for days, a heavy backpack and going up, up um, and coming down, it's pretty rough on my back and my hips and my knees. But I did have some knee pain when we were done. But I think that's mainly because of circulatory issues. I have a varicose vein in my leg. And it was like we came down 10 miles that last day. And my knees were just like, they got full of fluid a little bit. But I had no back pain. I had no hip pain. Um, It took me like three days really to get my knees to where I could, you know, totally bend my knees again. But there was like no, it wasn't like painful. There was like yeah. no pain. And we. Well, and also, you know, you hadn't done. No, that like, at all. I was expecting to be like an no, invalid for like a week after no that. No training, no hiking. <laughs> it was, uh, boom, 30 plus miles in a few days. So, you know, nothing is going to prevent soreness mm-hmm. or, you know, tired. Uh, tired body after 30 miles and you haven't even trained a lick Mm -hmm. Um, you know like you'd walked our little loop of what a mile and a half around here flat ground well you were putting 35 pounds or something or more in my backpack every day and I was walking the loop so I did do that for what two weeks prior to that hike I don't think it was two weeks maybe I I did it like three times maybe I did like three or four (laughs) times but it was way heavier than my actual backpack so I felt good about that but the elevation gain um we did so many steeps like shaly rocky mountain steeps and coming down is the worst like on the knees and the back I think going up is just a cardiovascular workout coming down is a um joint activity to me so I feel like I did really good on that I was able to keep up fairly well with you mountain goats like Brian Barney and you fairly well you know I know you guys could have lapped me 10 times over if you if you wanted to but I felt pretty happy. So I do attribute being able to do that to taking that because honestly, I take like a fish oil, I take a vitamin D, um, I take some, you know, mushroom blend and I take some B vitamins and maybe a multi. I don't really take that much stuff. Like I'm not taking tons of anti-inflammatories or anything like that except for CBD. So, I mean, I really just attribute it to CBD. Plus I've been lifting weights the last, what, 
eight months or nine months. So I think that helped my legs, my back. I was stronger. Yeah, you do take turmeric quite a bit. We do. Yeah, I do turmeric tea, tea and lot. I do take turmeric. So I will say I take that, which is an anti-inflammatory, and we can talk about that because we're gonna we're gonna be bringing some turmeric to our line as well. Yeah. So yeah, anything um, and everything that can help with uh, inflammation. Yep. And recovery. So that's that's kind of my story with the CBD and it helping me. So so I would say that the biggest, you know, one of the questions is, you know, why would people take CBD? So first of all, I think it's really important. Um, Matt talks about this in episode 74, the, the endocannabinoid system. And this is a newly found system with just in the last, you know, decade or so that shows that Every almost every single animal on the planet has what's called an ECS system, and these are receptors within the central nervous system and peripheral organs. Different receptors, CB1, CB2, are the ones we know of. I think there's some others in there, um, but those are the main ones that we know of. And molecules called cannabinoids attach to these receptors, and they do a number of different things in the body, um, and. When we talk about hemp or the CBD we're talking about, we get it from hemp. We are not getting our CBD from marijuana. So both hemp and C- uh, both hemp and um, marijuana are can- cannabis plants. Okay, they come from the same um, family, the cannabis family, but they are different um, plants. So hemp is mainly used for textiles, it's used for nutrition, it's used for um, things like CBD because it's bred to have much higher CBD in it than THC. And these other cannabinoids, there's like CBG and CBN, there's hundreds of cannabinoids. Um, But hemp is basically bred for that. Um, Marijuana is bred for much higher THC. So marijuana is the illegal drug that is high in THC and has a big affinity for CB1 receptors in the central central nervous system, which is what causes um, the getting high thing, okay, because of that uh, receptor activity in the central nervous system, which is your brain, spinal column, all that kind of thing, okay? So that's, that's marijuana, and that currently is federally, well, it's federally illegal, but in many states it's legal. So there's this fine line of what does it really mean legal? But um, the state we came from, Washington, everything was legal. So you could walk down to a dispensary, you could buy any concentration of THC product you wanted, and at the same time you could buy CBD of any, and there was no, you didn't need a green card, let's say that. Now we're in Montana to do anything over the THC that's in CBD products or full spectrum hemp, which is less than 0.03 or 0.3, sorry, which is less than 0.3%, you need to get a green card. Okay. So when you, you'll hear people say, I take a one-to-one ratio. That typically means I take a one THC to a one CBD ratio. If you're taking that in Montana, you have to have a green card. Because that means you're taking as much THC as you are CBD. In Washington, you can just walk down to the dispensary and buy it. Um, So legally for us to ship anything, it has to be below that 0.3%. And at that level of THC, there's no way you're getting high. Now, I have patients, I've had patients in the past say that 
they feel weird or whatever, but I, think uh, I do. I do. There's no way you're going to get high. No. Um, we've had people take pretty high doses. We've taken high doses. We've tested it. Like you're not getting high from that. Um, I think Matt even made a joke. Like they, they did the numbers. You'd have to take like a whole bottle, like a couple bottles. We're talking like 50 pills. I mean, you couldn't afford that anyways. Like, what is the point? Just go get some pot if you want to get high. Like you cannot afford CBD at that level to try to get yourself high. So it's sort of ridiculous. But um, yeah, so that's the difference like in the states and in the values. So everything that we sell if it's a full spectrum hemp, which means it has a little bit of THC, that is called the entourage effect. When it has a, all those cannabinoids in it, it has a little bit of THC because we do know that THC, even though we've villainized THC in our society, THC does have medicinal benefit and it actually helps CBD and these other cannabidiols work, right? So, it's helping them to work synergistically in the body by attaching to CB1 and CB2 receptors, filling them in and having the effects of decreasing inflammation, decreasing pain, improving mood, decreasing anxiety, these kinds of things. So um, that's called the entourage effect where they all work together with the terpenes, the flavonoids, every the whole plant. You're getting that whole synergistic effect. Now there's also what's called broad spectrum. So we sell a broad spectrum tincture the broad spectrum tincture is bred to have no detectable THC. So the THC has been removed. It still has, it's very high concentration in CBD. It still has some of those flavonoids, terpenes, and it does have other cannabinol, cannabinoids. It just does not have detectable THC in it. Now, this is good for people who, there are people who are sensitive to THC. So I guess that we shouldn't laugh at those patients, those people that are saying that. When I have a patient say to me, oh, I feel weird when I take that full spectrum, I just give them a broad spectrum because maybe they're having a little bit over um, receptor activity of that THC. The broad spectrum, um, you know, why would you take broad spectrum versus the full spectrum? Um, well, if you're sensitive to THC would be the big one. Um, broad spectrum has a lot of the same effects. And so I think really it depends on the person. You just try which one. Some people are going to respond a little better to a higher CBD, which would be the broad spectrum. And some people are going to respond better to the full spectrum. Um, would you say like most people are going to have a better... Um, like they're going to get more out of like a full spectrum. Like that, like for someone like me, it's, it's inflammation, it's recovery, fatigue, that kind of stuff. Uh, the full spectrum is going to be the better way to go overall. I would say yes. I would say if you're dealing with a lot of inflammation, probably. Because um, the other one that, honestly, like, so anxiety, CBD is great for anxiety, right? But THC in some people promotes some anxiety. It's like if you smoke pot and you get paranoid and you get anxious and you get weird, like your receptors, you just don't do well with that. Whereas some people can do THC, calms them down, they chill out, they feel less anxiety, right? This is where individual biochemistry comes in and everybody's a little different. 
if you have a sensitivity to that, maybe broad spectrum is better if you have anxiety because that THC is not going to be in there. So it's not going to stimulate maybe some anxiety of your CBD1 receptor, you know, that's kind of, but if you're looking for inflammation and you're looking for that broader, like generalized whole body decrease in inflammation and pain, I would say the full spectrum would be way more indicated for that because that entourage effect is going to help is going to benefit the whole system. Now, it's also important to remember, uh, to, to know, and I don't think a lot of people know this, is that CBD, the molecule CBD, does not actually, for pain, um, so there's this chemical called anandamide, which binds to ECS receptors, and it helps pain and it helps mood. So basically, We produce it in our body. This is a natural cannabinoid we produce in our body that attaches to these receptors and decreases pain and helps us feel good. Um, Some people make less anandamide, so they are going to struggle with more pain. They are going to struggle with more mood disorder because they don't have enough anandamide around to attach to these receptors. Or their anandamide can't bind to the receptors for some reason due to damage or due to injury or due to some reason like that. And so what what CBD is actually doing in the cannabinoid system, to put it simply, it's helping anandamide bind longer to the receptor. That's what it's doing. So the reason that you're having this inflammatory decrease and you're feeling better in your mood and your anxiety isn't because CBD is actually helping you bind that your own endocannabinoids to your receptors, which is really miraculous if you think about it, right? Like how does it know to do that? We also know that CBD can be used when somebody has a THC toxicity. So somebody smoked too much pot. They got too much THC binding to the receptors and they're having hallucinations. They're having a lot of drowsiness. They're really out of it. You can actually give them CBD. CBD will help THC unbind from the receptor. I think that's really interesting. Um, you know, CBD, you, you, it's helping your own endocannabinoid system better itself. And that's how it's working. Um, and... I think Matt goes into the endocannabinoid system a little bit better in in episode uh, 74, but we also have some information on the website. So a lot of these questions are going to be put as blogs on our website at stealthynutritioncbd.com. So you can go there and reference these. I'm working on that right now because you guys are amazing and you have lots of questions. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So, um, How about I just hit you with a few questions because okay. you're the doc here. and um, I've actually got them right here. Okay. Getting new ones constantly. Um, can CBD help with shin splints? Oh, geez, that's a general question. <laughs> uh, I would say, C- okay, here was a question we got about Advil versus CBD. So in this per- situation, this person has shin splints. This is something chronic that they have. Every single time they run, they get shin splints, right? 
Um, Advil is going to work quick on that pain because what it does is it blocks an enzyme that makes uh, inflammatory markers. So when you take Advil, it's going to block that enzyme. It's going to decrease inflammatory prostaglandins to be made in your body where it gives you pain. So Advil works quick. I mean, obviously there's stronger drugs than Advil (laughs) and those things work really quick, but they don't do what CBD is doing. So CBD is more like a food. It goes into the system. It tries to figure out where there's imbalance. It works on this anandamide system. Like I said, it helps block some enzymes in that anandamide cascade as well. And it's going to work over time. So CBD may not necessarily in the short term, if you have shin splints and you take it, it's maybe not going to work as fast as an Advil. But if you have chronic shin splints and you're having chronic pain all the time, then I would start taking a CBD product every single day. You're going to need time. It's going to take four to six weeks probably for you to maybe notice uh, what it is. And then hopefully eventually what will happen is that that signal and those ECS um receptors will start filling up and then you will maybe be getting more anandamide attachment, less pain. Now, you probably need to figure out why you're getting shin splints. CBD is not going to fix your shin splints. I mean, if you're getting chronic shin splints, it's probably because your shoes aren't good or the way you're running or you've got some injuries you need to stop running and you need to let them heal. Um, so it doesn't stop it, but as far as pain goes, I think this is where a lot of people probably, um, have issues. Like, uh, you got a bottle of CBD in your pack. You haven't taken it at all. You haven't prepped your hunt. You haven't prepped your trip and you crush yourself. And then the next day you're feeling pretty sore, fatigued, pop a couple of CBD pills and expect to be okay, that's probably not going to work very well. It's no. it's not like an Advil. It just doesn't work that way. Um, I think the best way to explain it is it's kind of something you need in your body for a long period of time, right? That's why you treat it like a daily, like a daily vitamin. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas it's just not, it just doesn't work the same where you got a headache, you pop, pop a pill and headache goes away or you, you're inflamed, you pop something and it goes away. Um, works totally different. So I think, uh, I think folks need to realize that you don't just have a bottle of CBD in your backpack and take it when you're feeling sore. You're probably mm-hmm. not going to get anything out of that. Mm-mm. And you're, then you're going to think it just doesn't work. Now we do know, so. we do, we have had friends who have taken, you know, they go hunting and they take like a high dose so they're taking like, and normally they would take one pill a day and they start taking like six to eight pills a day or something. Um, maybe at that dose, you're going to get more of an acute activity on inflammation. So maybe you won't get as inflamed and your joints won't hurt as much, but you probably, that's because you've had it on board for a while. Um And taking that higher dose is going to, and honestly, I don't really know if taking that higher of a dose is really doing anything for you. Like, I just don't know if taking one to two a day versus going up to four to eight a day, if you're actually getting any more benefit. Now, because if you started, like, let's say you started six weeks before your hunting trip, you started taking it every day consistently. I think you should be able, maybe up your dose by one dose 
when you're out in the mountains, if you're being really hard on yourself, but I think if you've got it on board already, I don't think doubling your dose is actually going to do that much more for you. And it's super expensive to do that. Like it just doesn't to now if you, like you said, you haven't taken it at all and you start hyperdosing on it. Uh, I don't even know if that's going to work either because you don't have enough in your system for that short term pain management, you know, so start earlier. Yeah. Um, Here's a question. Where can I shoot a big elk in Muley in Washington? Oh, you're answering hunting questions right no, now? we're skipping that question. <laughs> Do you bring CBD on your long trips to help ease muscle pain and recovery? Uh, yes, obviously. Kind of already talked about that. Um, but again, I treat it as a something I take every day, you know, similar to like, um, you know, vitamin D and vitamin C and all that kind of stuff. Um all right. Gosh, there's so many questions. Well, I've got a whole list here. What are you finding are the health benefits of taking CBD? We've kind of addressed that a little bit. Um, is the CBD you take a full spectrum CBD? Yes. I've tried both. I've played around with both. Um, I, I've been taking the broad spectrum. Um, I, think, I think this would be probably the best time to talk about drug tests and explaining, um, because I think we have probably 15 questions on here that ask about drug tests. And I get more questions on that than anything else whenever mm-hmm. there's a CBD, um, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whenever we start talking about it. Um, will it cause you any issues on a drug test? Will it make you fail a drug test? Um, how much would... Mm-hmm. it take to have you fail a drug test mm-hmm. is it is it something you should even consider um okay so let my me... answer is no don't even yeah and it. i want to say that we have gotten conflicting advice from multiple different people even our manufacturer told us oh no if it's broad spectrum there's no detectable thc we have that's tested true. on ourselves. There's no true. detectable THC and there's, there's, and here's why. The problem lies in the test itself. <clears throat> yes. So here's the deal. If you are, from what I understand, the military currently or in the past has not allowed any CBD products. Okay. There was a lot, there was a, a motion just passed in the Congress to allow military to consume CBD. I do not know where that's at right now, but if you are in the military, you should look that up and you should see if you should. A lot of police and first responders have been told the same thing. Do not take it. Do not take CBD. Um, if you have a CDL license or you drive for a living, something like that, you've also been told not to. There's Here's, a whole host of jobs. There is. So let me tell you why this is conflicting and why you probably shouldn't take it. And if I've ever told you that you could take it on the broad spectrum, then I'm going to pull that back right now. And that's because they do not have testing for CBD. They have testing for cannabis cannabinoids, which is THC, CBD, CBG, all of these different cannabinoids. They're testing for that. And back in the day, Whereas THC... Whereas we used to think it was THC they were testing no, for. No, they're it's not. not the and so back in the day, people were mainly doing THC, right? Smoke and pot. That's what they're testing for. So they have the test for THC. But the chemical structure of all of these 
plant chemicals are very, very, very similar. They fall into the same family. CBD was not something people were taking in the past. Now, lots of people are taking CBD, and when they do a drug test, they may or may not be positive, showing that they have it. And you may be taking a broad-spectrum THC-negative product, and still P positive. And that's because it's picking up the cannabidiol. It's picking up the CBD and it can't separate it. The tests are very sensitive. They are not specific. And we're talking about like urine tests, not blood tests. Urine tests. Blood tests would would distinguish whether it's THC. Um, so. Um, this, and, and this is, this sucks because I know there's a large part of of the community out there that we work with and that are listening to this right now that want to try this. But we just recommend that now I'm going to tell you, I've never peed positive. Ryan has everybody's biochemistry is different. I have every time. So yes, I take, I've taken CBD straight CBD with the full spectrum in Mm -hmm. the full spectrum. And yeah, I peed hot. I eliminated that. I tried broad spectrum Mm -hmm. and, um, there's no THC, absolute zero. We have COAs certificate that, of analysis that show zero CBD, uh, zero THC in the broad spectrum, and I still pee hot. Yeah, and so it again, it's it's not picking up. It's not testing for THC. Uh, it lumps CBD in that as well. Now the rumor is is. Obviously, if you test positive on a pee test, you have the right to demand a blood test because throughout yeah. serum, show up as negative. throughout serum, it's going to show up. It's going to show up negative. I can't hundred percent tell you that's the truth either. So Ryan and I, our next mission here is for, to draw blood on him and see what shows up because, you know, I think we just don't know enough right now as far as the testing goes, and they just don't know how to control the CBD. And this is why they're telling people in these professions not to even take CBD. We couldn't figure it out. We're like, what CBD doesn't even get you high? Like it makes you feel better. It's not going to do this. This is why they can't separate out the CBD from the THC, and that's what we're finding in the testing so overall if you have a possibility of getting tested with possibility of losing your job or even just having to fight over losing your job and demand a a blood test i just say don't take it it's not worth it it's just not And and when it changes and when there will eventually because there's already been lawsuits go on here where people were taking cbd and i looked these up and they took a drug test and they they got it fired and they fought and they won. Um, they will eventually come out with a test that's going to break down the CBD from the THC. They, they will be able to do that just right now. As far as I know, they don't have that test. So all these ones you buy in the grocery store right now, they're just sensitive to cannabidiols in general um, from, from cannabis plants. So it sucks. But And if I ever told you it was okay, I'm sorry. Please stop taking your product and um, we'll deal with it when we can get the testing. <laughs> um, that's where we're at. So... Oh gosh, so many about the drug tests. Uh, THC, THC. Is it better? Is Advil better for aches and pains, or CBD better? How about when? When will you be able to ship your CBD products to Canada? Well, I just looked it up, and I guess I can sell to Canada. I was under the impression that I couldn't, but um, there's just a process that we have to go through. 
once we go through that process, um, I'm hoping we could maybe ship to Canada. So just watch for that. If we do get that, we will announce it for sure. Um, you know, all of these little things, they just take work and they take manpower. And, um, when we're talking manpower, you're looking at her folks, I'm your manpower. So sometimes I just, uh, don't get all the bases covered all at once. But, um, right now we're just shipping to all 50 States. Um, here's another question we've gotten in the past. There are some States where CBD is supposedly illegal, like Idaho, um, Iowa, North Dakota, I think. Now, I can legally ship to all 50 states as long as it's below 0.3% THC, which our products are, right? Whether or not you have it on your possession in those states and something happens and you get stopped or something, uh, that's kind of your legal responsibility. So, you know, I think it's a just absolutely ludicrous law. Um, and most of the country, you know, it's hundred percent legal. So that's just that. If you ask that question, kind of up to you at this point. Oh, uh, let's see. How about are there supplements other than C B D that you like to take into the backcountry? Uh yeah. Yes, there's a few. Um Hill has beaten it into my head to take vitamin D a lot, but I don't take that into the backcountry take it outside of the back country. <laughs> yeah. I'm not packing um, a bottle of vitamin E. Vitamin E? Vitamin D. Vitamin D, sorry. And then also, uh, but I do take, um, turmeric is another one that's just kind of like mm-hmm. fits the bill for um, endurance type, cutting down inflammation. Um, basically the same thing as CBD, mm-hmm. but I, I take it and I, you know, there's, there's caps that, that we take as well as we drink this tea all the time. It's like turmeric tea and we actually put CBD in it, mm-hmm. kind of double dip before we go to sleep. Um, that's one of the things that I like as well. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're somebody that has been taking like fish oils or, you know, krill oils is a really, really good one. That's another really good thing to take. But, um, that's kind of my list of very few supplements that I take with the CBD into the back country. Yeah, I would say if you want to address anything with inflammation, you really need to think about the gut and the immune system. That's what regulates inflammation. There's there's a numer- numerous things. And, and like we talked about with Advil, you know, there's these things called prostaglandins. Um, there's pro-inflammatory ones and um, that make you get inflamed. And then there's ones that help decrease that and things like fish oil and stuff like that. They, they promote anti-inflammatory pathways. And so that's why it's important to take those things. Cause we want to, in our own body, we want to promote more of the, the anti-inflammatory pathways instead of um, pro-inflammatory is going to be like a lot of sugar and a lot of simple carbohydrate and a lot of alcohol and um, even certain medications and things that promote inflammation in the body, uh, they're going to go down that pathway. So when we, we, we talk about anything, you want to think about uh, foods that decrease inflammation, things that help the gut and that support the immune system. So turmeric really, I mean, that herb has been used for thousands of years um, to decrease pain, decrease inflammation. Uh, uh, for sure. There's other things like Boswellia, which is great for decreasing inflammation in the joints. Um, uh, 
fish oils are going to promote that anti-inflammatory pathway in your body, uh, omega-3s, that kind of thing. There's another one called astaxanthin, which it's a really hard word to say, but that comes from, it's a very deep red, comes in that krill oil that we take. Mm -hmm. And that is from these algae that the krill eat that makes them bright red. That is a very strong, it's actually one of the strongest anti-inflammatory products on the planet is this astaxanthin. It promotes healing, especially in the muscle tissue. It's excellent for the eyes and um, your skin. It protects your skin. You can take this stuff. It will protect you from getting a sunburn. So we really love that. And um, we're working on a product right now to bring to you guys that got that. But those are probably the, the ones that we use the most. And then, of course, vitamin D, for sure. Um, I take anywhere from 2,000 to 10,000 units a day, depending on the time of year. Because I live, um, if you live north of, they're saying Atlanta right now. Anything north of Atlanta, you need to be taking vitamin D every day. And I can tell you, I test people's vitamin D multiple times a week. If you live in Washington, double it's, down. It's like down. low in everybody. Yeah. So vitamin D gets enough sunshine. And that helps with your hormones, your gut, your bones, and your immune system. Okay. So. Probably the second most asked question, um, negative side effects. Are there any to taking CBD? And then also, how do you know how much to take? Okay, so there's a. Let's just talk about the how much to take first. I think it depends. There's a few different schools of thought, but I think the majority school of thought is to start slow and to go high. Now, I have told people that have come and they've they've had like you know if someone asks me and they're just like they have horrible um, pain or horrible anxiety. Sometimes I will start them a little bit higher. I'll have them ramp up over a week or two where we start at, you know, 10 milligrams or something a day and we ramp up and we've got them making, maybe taking 25 to 50 milligrams a day. They ramp up, they take that for a few weeks and as they start to feel better, which they typically will, over six weeks, then we start to titrate back down because the truth is CBD is one of these great molecules that you can actually get the same benefit from less. And in the beginning, you want to fill up your receptors. You're working up, and then your receptors are getting full, and it's there. It's working. You can actually start decreasing your dose, and your body becomes more adaptive to utilizing that inanimate better, even with a smaller amount of CBD on board. So it's very counterintuitive compared to other medications like opioids, even Advil. I mean, people get used to that and they got to start taking higher and higher doses, right? NSAIDs, we call them, non, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Steroids, prednisone is an amazing anti-inflammatory. But you know, the reason why they give you a little bit of prednisone, they only have you take it for like 10 days is because it has pretty bad side effects if you are taking prednisone every single day for inflammation. So CBD is cool because you can dose down and still get receptor activity. Um, and this is why they're finding it can help THC toxicity. It can help get people off their opioids. It's actually being shown to help alcoholics get off of alcohol because it's coming in, it's nourishing the system, and it's helping them to decrease those toxicants that they've been using that's filling up their receptors. So... Um, now, as far as side effects go, there can be side effects. Um, typically, there is a few 
different groups that we would think about. So we would question. Um, one would be immune compromised people um, taking prescription medications. So I'll go through that list here in a second. Um, breastfeeding and pregnant. There's kind of always the question. I get that a lot. Well, can I take this when I'm breastfeeding? There hasn't really been a whole lot of studies showing that it has any harm to the baby. And I know that some midwives have recommended, you know, in the third trimester or whatever, if you're having a lot of pain or inflammation or you're not sleeping or that kind of thing, that the CBD can help with that. But remember that anything you take into your body, as a, especially as a breastfeeding and a pregnant woman, it's going to go straight to the baby. Um, but overall, I, I, you know... They haven't shown a whole lot of horrible side effects with that. Um, the big side effects would be decreased appetite, GI issues, probably because you're taking too much. And so it's causing you to maybe have some um, abdominal cramping and or even diarrhea, fatigue, and then altered liver enzymes. If you're taking a CBD product that is not really a CBD product or does not have a certificate of analysis with third-party testing to show you exactly what is in it and what isn't in it, you can have some harmful benefits, um, harmful side effects. So like RCOA, there's no heavy metals. There's no bacteria. There's no mold. There's no mycotoxins or aflatoxins. Um, there's no pesticides. There's no herbicides, right? All these things. Because remember, hemp is a, what is it called? A an accumulator, it, it, it pulls stuff from the soil. So you can actually plant a field of hemp and it will clean your soil because it pulls things into it. So if you're growing hemp and you're selling it for medicinal um, use, you need to make sure that your soil is super clean, right? And like our stuff is using organic standards and there's no GMO and like all this stuff. But if you're getting CBD that doesn't have that, you have all these contaminants in it, um, that's going to cause you probably a side effect, especially if they're, those are in there. Um, and then synthetic marijuana. So there's these synthetic, synthetic things called spice or K2. Okay, let's talk about the medications that you're taking. So they have shown interaction of CBD in the liver because it's metabolized by the same, how do I say this, enzyme called the CYP450 enzyme. There's a lot of drugs that when you take them into your body, these enzymes utilize, have to be used in the liver to break these drugs down. CBD goes through this same process. So if you are on some of the medications that I'm about to list... You may want to consider taking a sublingual form of CBD, which would be like our broad spectrum tincture, because the oral form is going to possibly go through the CYP450 enzymes. And what all that means is that they may interrupt the half-life activity of those drugs in your body, meaning they may either speed it up or slow it down. So example would be like, you have high blood pressure, you take this medication for your blood pressure, your liver processes it, the half-life is how fast it works. The CYP450 enzymes, if they are affected by something else, let's say it slows down the activity of metabolism of that drug, right? So now you have that drug around longer in your system, or you get rid of it faster so it doesn't work as well. Um and if you are on a medication that says, do not take this with grapefruit juice, you may want to consider taking the sublingual form 
of the CBD. And unfortunately, this can be a large group of people. Statin drugs, statin drugs go through the liver. They're, they're utilized by this. And if you read your little bottle, if you're taking a statin, especially simvastatin or arvostatin like Lipitor, it may say, do not take this medication with grapefruit juice because grapefruit juice interrupts the CYP450 enzymes. Okay. Um, high blood pressure drugs. Nephetapine is probably the main one. If you've had an organ transplant rejection drug, um, cyclosporine, you, you probably want to consider not doing an oral CBD. Um, if you're on buspirone, which is an anti-anxiety drug, I would say the CBD take, start taking the CBD and see if you can actually start decreasing your anti-anxiety medication. Do not do that cold turkey. That has to be um, weaned. Some corticosteroids um, can do it. And actually some antihistamines. So if you're taking a lot of Allegra because you can't breathe through your nose or whatever, you may want to reconsider taking the oral and just take the sublingual. Um, the su sublingual is going to go more into your mucous membrane, so it goes kind of quicker into the system. It doesn't necessarily have to go through the liver, that first bypass of the liver, which the pills do. So we sell both. Our pill is full spectrum. Our tincture is broad spectrum. Um, but I always say, too, find a good doctor who knows what they're doing and talk to them about your medications. And or start low with your CBD. When it comes to this, it's not like don't take CBD because it's going to hurt you if you take these meds. It's like don't go high dose yourself. Start low. See how you feel. Give it some time. If it doesn't work in two days, that's not enough time for your body to make this work, especially if you have a really dysfunctional ECS system. We're talking it's going to take weeks for that to work. So more is not always better. This is a problem with the human nature is we always think more is going to be better and it's not necessarily the case. So that's kind of, does that answer your question? Mm -hmm. It's very. I think that kind of wipes through a lot of the CBD questions. There were so many of them that had to do with, uh, you know, obviously the drug testing, that's a major concern right. and then dosage is another one. And then negative effects so yep. pretty much covered them and if you can't take cbd there's other cannabinoids out there mm -hmm. you know there's there's other plants echinacea is one um, a lot of the daisy family plants herbs are fat meat all of these things are lipophilic comp components that help um, the ecs system um, remember cannabidiols to these cannabinoids they are fatty they are plat fat, uh, plat plant fats. So we recommend taking them with a meal because you got a little bit of fat in your meal. It's going to be better digested and absorbed and utilized. Eating it with a little bit of fat and just remembering eating nutrient dense food, bone marrow, bone broth, you know, fat from meat, um, bear fat, like all the things you know we've talked about in the past. Those are all actual natural cannabinoids as well. Um, which we've been taught to be scared of a lot because of saturated fat and cholesterol. Um, and the studies, you know, things are starting to show that uh, that's not necessarily the case. So it's more simple carbohydrates and sugars that are affecting our lipids, you know. It's, uh, it's, it's too many grains and that kind of thing that are putting inflammation on the system and and messing with our cholesterols and that kind of thing. So remember those 
pla- those, those fatty animal foods make you feel better. <laughs> yep. Just like CBD will. Um, okay. I think that's it. So if you want to learn more, you want to order our product, you want to try it, uh, stealthy nutrition, cbd.com. And like I said, we're going to be adding to our lineup here. We'll have some other non-CBD products as well. If inflammation is an issue, we're going to be putting those up here in the fall. Mm-hmm. And yeah, thanks everybody for and, taking it and, and the fall trying is it. Pretty much here. We are uh, uh, yeah. ready to roll. It's not really fall, but it feels like it when you're uh, getting ready to go on a hunting <laughs> trip. And all of you who asked hunting questions, that's our next podcast. So stay tuned. All right. Take care. The Stealthy Hunter website and the Hunt Harvest Health podcast is for general health information only. This podcast is not to be used as substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment of any health condition or problem. Any questions regarding your own health should be addressed to your own primary care physician or other health care provider.